What's up guys, Mike Lewis here, and welcome to the Mike Lewis Podcast. If you guys want to keep up with me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lewis Official, and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeLew52, it's where most of my updates come. If you're enjoying my content, give me a like and a subscribe, and without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. All right, Mr. Tyler Duckworth, thanks for hopping on the show today. How are we doing? Yes, we're doing great. Thanks for being so patient with getting me on. Uh, technical yeah. difficulties. I'm an old man here. <laughs> you know, the powers that be made this happen, so I'm uh, yeah, glad exactly. we're finally knocking this thing out. Looks to be uh, looks to be sunny where you're at. Are you in uh, where are you in L.A.? Yeah, I'm in West Hollywood at my old house, um, my ex-partner, and so this is our garden. Very beautiful, very zen. So yeah. Was that what you uh, was that what you were doing post show? Uh, kind of chasing those fifteen minutes in uh, L.A. or? No, I mean I lived here for twelve, thirteen years. Um, I worked in a design firm and worked in China with the firm for many years. So I wasn't doing anything related to entertainment. I mean, I certainly have like a lot of friends that are like agents and stuff, but I was not doing anything entertainment. I just really like the weather i mean it's when you're from north dakota it's just like come on <laughs> it's, it's you can go to the beach it's sunny all the time and probably was great because you just walk wherever you i'm on a swim team outdoor practices that's pretty nice so yeah, I've been uh, talking about it, and Janelle was one of my recent guests, too. We both talked about this. Is um, When you guys first uh, came onto the scene, you know, mid-2000s with your real-world oh, social social media wasn't, you know, necessarily a thing back then. And now it's kind of interesting to see a lot of the older-school people now resurface on this All-Star show with, like, the heightened press and, like, social media being, like, such a figure point that it wasn't back when you were there. How's yeah. it been? Uh, how's it been for you kind of jumping back into the fold? Well, my therapist was very concerned. Uh, no, uh, he was he, he 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 and I had just spoken before I like left right before I left for All Stars too. And he's like, "How do you think you're going to handle you know the social media aspect of people like say things about you?" And I was like, "I don't care." Like maybe like five years ago or ten years ten years ago, like you know. But I like I already know like I had gained weight from COVID. I know that I'm balding. You know, those aren't those aren't like secrets. Um, but also that's not why people want to hang out with me or like be around me. It's not like my hairline or like my body. Like I'm fun. I'm a funny guy. I'm very kind hearted and I like to have a good time. So yeah, you know what you get with me. So it's like anything that someone's going to point out on social media is like not news to me. I know what my flaws are. So, wow. so yeah, so it's some of the cast members that we were talking, they were like everything, you know, as, as it does get closer to the air date. I'm seeing how strong my conviction is in this because I'm like, okay, like cast photos came out. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Because if you haven't been on, the sh- on TV in like 11 years, like in my case, it's like, oh my God, I'm jumping on TV again. Like I'm a t- full-time teacher, like in grad school, like I don't have time to go work out. Like Jarrell and Brad have been doing challenges this whole time. Like I was like, I had like a, a teacher body, like a dad body. I was like, fuck, oh, I have to get into shape. Um, and I have like three and a half weeks to get into shape. But, you know, when, I, when things start coming out, I was like, I'll take it. And as even with the new photos that the assets that we're you know, promoting with the show, it's like, I'll take it. I think it's just like I am who I am. And like, I think all of us are in a constant um, place to try to improve ourselves. And 
I think that's what makes us very uh, interesting people to get to know is that we're very open and vulnerable about our strengths and weaknesses. And that's actually the difference with all-stars I've noticed than when I did challenges in the past is that no one is really trying to prove themselves in the sense that like, like I'm so important or I have this or I have that. It's like everyone's just very like humble and I think we all have battle wounds from, you know, chasing our 15 minutes after our real world season or whatever it is. And like, we've all had those ups and downs in our lives. And I think we're just, we're in a community that we all get it. Even if we don't have to say things where we just kind of like, we all have been through it. And so there's a camaraderie there that's at the most basic level, which is really, really nice. Do you think you saw some of that in a uh, younger you when you were first on the shows kind of um, almost needing to like, more or less prove it in a way or and you were trying to like absolutely like you, you, you kind of like overdo it because you just think like oh like i need to act like this or i need to do things a certain way if in order for me to get casted on the show and it's funny because I, I see that behavior with like uh with the younger kids on the regular franchise is that you know they'll behave a certain way well Zarell actually told me this i go how was it like competing with these new generation that and compared to all stars and he said well, to their face, they'll be super nice. They'll be super courteous and uh, like chill. And then, like after the show, they'll just like be dragging you on social media, like saying awful things and trying to dig up crazy things about you from your past. And it's like it's just like mean spirited. And so, you know, I'm really, I think I'm really fortunate that social media didn't really exist when I first did my real world season. But we were just so worried about getting cast again that you kind of have to like ham it up and. I remember like on the duel with the first challenge, Johnny had this whole gag of um, he bought out like these like potato chips out of his jersey, which is kind of funny. I think I, I was I was laughing. And like the way the first challenge was structured was like neither of us were, were going to win. We were the new kids on the block. And they got so mad at Johnny. They're like, he doesn't take this seriously. This is a competition. Who does he think he is? And I think it's because they saw that like he's a, a very captivating, funny guy. And they were intimidated. They, they were insecure about that. So, you know, look how I did that for him, you know? So it was just, I just specifically remember that moment. I was like, you're so, I can't believe you're doing this. But, you know, it gets you to get, those are the stories that people want to see and they want to see crazy antics. So it's kind of balancing act. Yeah, I wonder what ever happened to that John guy from uh, the duel. Well, you know never, what I don't know. It's Johnny Bananas. I don't, I don't know what ever happened to him. know. <laughs> We lost contact now. <laughs> so the MySpace thing wasn't a thing like when you were first on the shows because I thought that was like the main social networking for uh, you guys. Well, fun fact, um, I was user 69 on Facebook because my boyfriend, uh, I was at Tufts and he was at Harvard and he was roommates with um, a couple of executives who shall remain nameless, but they're in the movie The Social Network. Um <laughs> So I had like I was like one of the original like on Facebook when it came out because that was my generation is like 2004 2005 we were in like the same like Cambridge Massachusetts so when I did the show which is like a year later like there was no Twitter there's no YouTube which I really liked because I don't I think I would have been too fragile to like hear what people's comments were about me because I did get like certain reactions to people in real time and some of it was not positive and so it's like a really hard pill to swallow if you have to see things that you don't like about yourself 
And so I think that would have been magnified with social media like a hundred times. And that would have been so, so difficult. So I'm not jealous in any capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently I saw this article that I think you, you were featured in, if I'm not correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was reading that article, and I'm not much of an article guy, but Tyler, when I saw that it was going to be about you, I'm not to toot your own horn here, but I had to uh, tune in. And I noticed mm-hmm. that you said that you weren't called again after your last win on Rivals. But I got to say, I got to call... Uh, I got to call BS there because I think that you were had to have at least been in consideration for a few seasons after your rival win. Are you sure? There, there's, there's two. Free agents. Okay. And I've, I've been, I forgot about that in the interview. To be fair, I was supposed to go and the day I was, my partner was driving me to the airport and I got a call from a, the vice president of Buna Murray and he's like, I am so sorry, but we're making a casting change. I was like, you can't do this right now. Like, I'm literally on the way to the airport. Like, this is BS. I was pissed. And I was just like, I had, like, had prepared for it and everything. And, like, especially after having won my last two, I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And so I was like, fuck this. And um, after that, I never got a call. Though this battle of the seasons, there was, like, a lady that had been, like, whispering. I shouldn't say anything. But the casting people had, had kind of, like, and then, hey, would you be available? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was I was in great shape, you know, and I still don't understand why they didn't invite Key West. That's insane to me. But if you, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at our record, all right, just even Svetlana got to the final on the duel. Janelle won her first her first challenge she was on, and she was the first one of anyone in Key West to win a challenge, which is great. And then Johnny, obviously, and then me, obviously, and then Paula, obviously. So if you really look at all of us, like, we're such a well-rounded group of great competitors, and in our own way, too. You know, it's, we're kind of like the X-Men. Like, we all have our very different talents, but none of us are really, you know, extreme in any sense of, like, we're like MJ like, or, like, CT. It's like we're just very balanced out, but because of that equal balance across all these different, like, talent skills, I think we've been able, been able to shine. And so I think when you put Battle of Seasons with San Diego, there should be a huge asterisk next to it saying Key West not invited or Key West notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like uh, there was a little bit of a JV atmosphere going on with yeah, that. You know, it's like when they put like different fresh meat people on, it's like, come on. Like they were doing, they would literally, and I was just like, I, I was, it brought up those wounds from free agents getting the rigmarole because like I was on the phone with Johnny and Paula and um, Janelle and they were kind of like I, are we going to do this and I was like I'm not getting my hopes up I don't trust the process like after like you know it's like they never call me like I they if they would call me specifically if this were going to happen if they're talking to you about it like okay you know I said I'd be available to do it but I got no call and so I was like whatever so that's why, actually, truth be told, I, when I said in this article, um, when Cassian called me, I was like, are you sure this is the right number? Like, do you know who this is, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, you still remember me? Or, <laughs> and I was, you know, not, not being a dick, but I was like, you know, there was a, I did stop watching the challenges because I was, I was a little pissed off for a certain amount of points because I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, I would really want to do this. It's not even like the um, winning it's more about just participating in like all the challenges like, like oh that'd be really cool or that looks like looks crazy like um 
and it's fun to like just challenge yourself, like jumping off buildings, and, like you know, like being tethered to things. I don't know. Just the, that's what I do this challenge for. I like to like do crazy shit, um, and that's what people when you get older, like you pay to jump out of airplanes or go bungee jumping. It's like, oh, well, you can get actually paid to do it um, when you do a challenge. So it's like I don't have to fly to New Zealand and buy it when I can get paid to do it. You know, so that's why like getting the opportunity to come back to do all stars is you just very grateful because I, there's not a chip on my shoulder at all anymore. Cause like everything happens in life for a reason. Um, and this is the perfect time. It was the perfect timing. I wasn't teaching summer school and I, I was literally nothing else to do. I was like, I was just going to hang out in my cabin and go water skiing. So sure. I'll go. <laughs> why, why do you think like, uh, the call stopped coming for you? Do you think that there's a reason or a motive or? No, I think, you know, it's, uh, they have a certain equation, I think, with the show. Um, you know, they have a, so many X, Y, Z. And I think um, Frank coming on, he kind of took over that spot. Because he was, Frank is an amazing competitor. And Frank and I are really close friends. And Frank and I were pissed because Frank and I wanted to do a challenge together. Because we were going to, like, we're going to tear shit up. And I was like, we'll, we'll get to the final. We'll see who, who's the better competitor. He's like, absolutely. You know? And I think it would have been really fun had Frank and I gotten to compete against each other or with each other on a challenge because we absolutely would have had an alliance together. We would have played it up for the cameras and like fought and like made people, we would have fucked with people so badly and we would have had so much fun doing it. But I think that they had an equation in their head. They're like, all right, they have a, one athletic gay guy that we think can win. So we don't have to call Tyler because Frank's here. And then Frank stopped it because he had, he was moving on with his life. And I mean, there was a bunch of challenges, like not for nothing. There was just like no gay people, no gay guys. Um, and I think there was a couple of seasons that they weren't like real threats to ever win. So that's why I kind of like I felt like, all right, if you're gonna have like a like a stereotype like gay guy, you should at least like have a couple or like so they can band together or you know one that actually has a shot at winning. Um, namely me, I just I want to do it again, but. At a certain point, you just kind of like you close that door and you're like, all right, I'm moving on. I don't know. That's what I like a lot about All Stars because, or at least this season in particular, because we've got, you know, obviously three uh, gay guys on the season where it feels like, uh, you know, historically speaking, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we'll stick one on a season. Yeah. Our job's done. Exactly. They'll go in yeah. the first elimination, and then uh, our job's done. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, now, <laughs> now we got three. Whereas, like, you know, say if, like, you guys were on Battle of the Seasons, it would have been, like, in my opinion, it take a storyline of, like, the villain Frank from that season, and then you being, like, the good guy, and you guys trying to strategize against each other. Isn't that not something that, you know, could have to? Yeah. Well, also, I would have pulled him aside and be like, Frank, like, you got to chill out, dude. <laughs> You're like going a little hard on Sam here, <laughs> you know, but like, just it's like, to have like, cause we have like, I'm kind of like his older brother. Like I would have been like, dude, like you need to chill out. And he was like, he's, he can be antagonistic, but like, I love that about him. And so that would have been great TV because it would have been genuine. I'd be like, you're fucking up our secret alliance. Like you chill out or, you know, so like, that's the stuff that I think it, and, and also like, you know, to that, to that point is that like seeing, you know, that, gay guys don't just like fuck or fight that we can be friends too and seeing that community. And I think they've like lacked that. And so this, that's why I also too, I was super excited to see that Ryan and Derek were going to be there. Um, 
And I've done a challenge with Derek before, but I didn't really get the opportunity to know him because Cutthroat was a Cutthroat, but B, there were so many cast members that, and then we had different teams and you were kind of like siphoned off. And the red team was, my team was so much to manage. And I was next to the blue team, which is a lot to manage too. So I was just like staying in my own lane and that they were like down, we were in this castle. And so they were on the other side of it. And I was like, I was like, Abe and Carmaria and Laurel do all their things. Like Derek was on that team, and he unfortunately was the first to go um, on that one. But uh, JD was actually there was three gay guys. <laughs> JD. <laughs> uh oh, JD. Oh JD. No comment. <laughs> yeah, Not in a bad way. It's just. We'll, we'll leave it there. People, yeah. people need more context. I think there's a shit they should have shown addition of that season, you know. But yeah. let's leave it there. <laughs> That's another yeah. thing too. The, the shit they should have shown. Those, those are one of my favorite parts of the. Oh season. my god! I, I want to know what happens to those. Like why they stopped doing those? Because they. Um, okay, probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done on TV, and I can't. I can't really talk about it, but it was very recently on All Stars, and I started singing to myself, and, and I thought I was alone, and then I was not alone, and it was very much someone was like in there sleeping, and they were not happy. This was an All Stars two, and I was just like, oh my god! And so I like ran out. This is one of those moments where it's like so embarrassing, but it would have been perfect for like the shit they shouldn't or like shit they shouldn't show, or what is it? Shit you. The shit you they should have shown. Shit they should have shown, yeah. There was like I'm I'm so clumsy on camera and I'm I'm constantly like walking into doors and tripping. Um that people are just like, How do you survive on these challenges? Do you need to get by sorry or gardener? Then <laughs> um but yeah, that's what I mean they, I wish they had each of those because you get to know cast members more too. You get to see different sides to them. I think they should probably invest in a Duckworth cam. You know, stick it to you yeah, at all times. So yeah. That's the rumor is that like MJ and Jarrell are like, we just want to show where a camera follows around Tyler 24 hours a day because they just don't understand my perspective on things. And it's not just like the gay thing. It's just I'm a bit eccentric. And so <laughs> they like I'm very aggressive too in my like just my my tone i'm just like very straight to the point very midwestern like that and it's like they're kind of like you know especially for like mj who's like such a great athlete he's like he's like that douchey like pro football player and he's just like he doesn't know how to deal with like an equally as aggressive gay guy (laughs) like i'm you know like i'm very much just aggressive as he is and he but he we have a great vibe um we ended up becoming super, super close on All Stars uh, season two, and he's like a he's more than a brother. Like we have like a showman, um, <laughs> you know. But it, I mean, who would have, would you have thought like, oh, Tyler and MJ are going to be super good friends, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, that's you know? I think that's the great part about this is you know you get people from different walks of life coming together. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah, actually, him and Landon, you know, they had Karamo and Willie on his Philadelphia season. And he said one of the biggest regrets was that, like, he never got to really, like, connect with them on that level. But they weren't really at a place where they were really ready. They were trying to reach out to him, you know. And so he really was appreciative of getting to know me 
and learning about like, because he, he lives in Tennessee, you know, he has kids and he's been married, you know, so it's like, it's like when I went back to North Dakota, like, when you live in West Hollywood for a decade, you're used to just like, I don't see women or children. It's just like gay guys all the time. So it's, it's different to be around a family. And so it's very fun for him to just see like my perspective on things. But it's not that different at the end of the day. It's just, um, I think we all get together though. I will say it's, we have a, such a good time. And that's why it was more, the season is kind of like a, a real world where you get to touch down with people in their lives and you learn about them, which is really, really exciting. So to a certain extent, yes, we were like doing the challenges, but we were also learning about each other in real time. Because they're really interesting people. Like all of these people, you just want to sit down, and plop down and just be like, oh, wow. Cool. Did you mean a fly know. on the wall? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I mean, that's my favorite part about doing these shows. It's just like, you're like, what did you just say? And like how they'll normalize like, like a certain male cast member is really into pegging. And I was like, did not peg you to be into that, but okay. You know, or like just like weird fetishes and very interesting things that you're like, all right, I'm not as eccentric or crazy as I thought I was. So yeah, that makes these doing these shows very enjoyable to that, to that point. Right, right. And uh, we kind of talked about how, um, you know, on your last stint, you kind of win back to back and then kind of just disappear up to this point. Right. I think you could look at it from a number of different angles. I think a lot of us, including myself, would be like, oh, you know, like that unceremonious ending. But at the same time, when you dissect it, it's almost like you came full circle in a way. And like your story was kind of like written. You know what I mean? Like you had your. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why I was like, I mean, I don't want to come up and like, I think how you can see that, like Entertainment Weekly article, like with me at, like you i want you never ever to take me seriously that's another thing there's always a wink wink nudge nudge with me and i'm very mischievous sense of humor so i like to poke and prod but also that's like why they do interviews that's why we do the show is that we're supposed to be provocative we're supposed to say provocative things it's like johnny taking out his chips on that first challenge um i'm not bitter that i didn't get to do it because like you just said it was very full circle for me because on a personal level, my real world experience wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was really a difficult learning lesson. I saw a lot of things in myself I did not like, and that was really tough to deal with. So I have to look at look at yourself on camera and be like, I don't like this. And it's not like I, I don't like the way I look or I, I look fat. It's like I don't like the way I am treating people. I don't like the way I am treating myself. Um, and so then to like go on the duel and. Gauntlet 3 were just equally just like, shitty experiences. I mean, the duel was kind of fun. But it was just like, you when you're, it's your first challenge. Like, the writing's on the wall. Well, except for Solana. To be fair. <laughs> she got all the way to the final. Um, but then Gauntlet 3, there's like a joke on any challenge. If you ask them about Gauntlet 3, no one will talk about it. They're like, Gauntlet what? Because it was such an awful experience for everyone involved that it's like it didn't happen. We've all erased it from our memories completely. How come that was? Um, from the get from the jump, um, like the rookies have to like live in these little huts outside of the main house that were not your condition. There were bugs. It was awful. It was so gross. And so then you had this vibe of like the veterans had this gorgeous house and air conditioning and then different girls like hooking up with guys so they could like not be in like the pits of hell. And then you're in Mexico. It was so hot out all the time. It was just like, 
the challenges weren't fun. It was just like a, and then like you had all the best that were there were kind of mean spirits, to be honest. It was like not like a joyful challenge. And then the rookies were just getting their asses kicked. And so it was just like, and then when you saw the final, what happened with Big Easy, um, you know, all those you know kind of veteran assholes were pissed off at Big Easy. I was like, you guys should be pissed off at yourselves. You guys should have kicked them off. No surprise that he can't handle the final. Like, you do the math. And so that's a, you know, it's so crazy to look at in retrospect, but we just do not talk about that season. So then actually I was just like, I'm done with reality TV. This has not been like, I've never, I never kind of left a production feeling good about myself or good about the experience. And so I was training and living in Boston at the time. And I was even started working for the Celtics. I was working, doing like training their wives and doing uh, injury prevention and stuff like that. And I got a call to do what ended up being cutthroat. And I was just like, well, I got this sweet gig with the Celtics and a couple of players were like, dude, you have to do it. We're going to be cheering you on. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. You know, and then like being in that environment, that hyper competitive, like where I'd go to the, you know, TD Bank North Garden and like watch my players like in the NBA championships. It's like, what's the challenge? Like, that's nothing compared to these guys. But it was fun to have them cheer me on. So I went with that. I get confidence, I guess, into Cutthroat where no one had like, really like heard or seen me in a couple of years since the Dawn Free and no one knew kind of what to expect. Um, and then it ended up being such a great experience. I learned so much about myself. And it's like one of those experiences where uh, there's a couple touchstone moments that I always take away from it. Um, one of which was Johnny pulled me aside halfway through the game and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to take charge of your team. Because there was a red team, a blue team, and a gray team, right? And he was on the blue team. I was on the red team. And he was like, you need to take charge of the red team. Tori and Brad are running shit. You, can, you, you and Paul should be running it. And I had this, like, come to Jesus moment, like, years later. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, and I talked to Melinda about this. Like, it had I gotten, like, Camilla, you know, Melinda, um, Dunbar, Paula, we could have been like playing the game, but Tori was running and Brad will even admit it. He's like, you know, he, he was just like, it, he didn't feel like it was like an honest win. And I saw what was going on by the end of that challenge. And so that's why I just voted myself in. I was like, I want bananas. <laughs> I was like, bananas, let's squash this. And, you know, and that was, it, was like, it, was a, it was that point where I was just like, he was me. I don't know. We're just, we've always had this weird, fun relationship, but like, when it comes to challenge stuff, I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't even know why. I truly, I will tell you, I don't even know why I chose him on the duel. I just panicked. Like, I was like, uh, Johnny? Because I was like, I, I know I can beat you. <laughs> and um, but also, like, they were going to vote him in either way. Like, when it came down to it, it was going to be me or Johnny to be last pick. So, like, it's going to be one of us anyway. So, um, but in hindsight, like, I would be... I could see where that would be like shitty, you know. I don't know if, if if he had been in my position, would he have voted to go against me? I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. And also, like, I was like, wait, I have to choose right now, right now. I was like, look, the producers are like, okay. Uh, and you're you're just kind of bewildered because, like, also, mind you, it's like you're in public te- or you're in like national television, and you are literally playing like it's like my worst nightmare, being like the fat gay kid being like chosen last on the playground and the, but on TV, I was like, uh, 
And so I just kind of shot out Johnny's name and, you know, lo and behold, that was start this whole rivalry that went on for like all these years. And it sucked because it, him and I could have been working together over all those years. And we probably could have, you know, again, like been helping each other out. But I think we realized like, uh, on Cutthroat, we had, he, he saw the way I was performing and there was a kind of mutual respect. But um, you have to remember too, it wasn't like a malicious, like I want bananas. It was, I had to go in. Like they weren't going to vote Brad in. And when you get to a certain number of players at the end of the challenge, you just have to kind of accept you're, I'm going to go in. And so I want to do it on my terms. And so I was just like, I want bananas. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden, Tina and CT walk in. Like, I was just like, all right, well, this is not what I was expecting. Um, I specifically wanted, because I knew what challenge it was going to be. I knew it was going to be back up off me because there was a rotation of the eliminations. So I was like, I definitely have bananas on this. Like, I can get them. It would have been a really good fight. But it would have been like, but like, I mean, to see CT and Tino walk in, I was just like, holy. And like, of all things, like, it's so crazy. Why that round? Like, why, why that specific elimination? You know what I mean? Like, and Johnny and I still to this day do not, because we wanted to go against each other. Like, Johnny wanted to go against me too. We were ready to like go at it. And I, like, were they sitting on call? Like, so like, had it, let's say, had it been, I, I don't know, like, Dunbar. Dunbar, Dunbar versus, I don't know, like, I don't know, with Luke, like, no offense, but like, two boring people. Um, would they have bought CT and like blown their load on that? No, you know. So it's like I wonder if they did, had chosen like they they saw that like oh it's going to be Tyler like let's do it now because it was definitely in the cards. They probably wanted to do it for one of the rounds. But you even with the girls they had heavy hitters because Tori went in against Tina and then um, Teresa who's still like she's still doing the show, you know. And yeah. so you know the, Tori is a fierce competitor, mind you. So take nothing away from us. So they had, they got their money for it. <laughs> they really <laughs> did. And like you know, it's to be. I got lucky because you know I won the coin toss. So I was like, all right. So like, when you do an elimination, you put so much effort in. So I knew automatically I, I had it because um, he was gonna go. He was gonna waste all that energy on Johnny. Plus, one of the benefits of me being away from the show is you don't. Yeah, you don't have alliances, but you don't piss anyone off. And uh, I think Johnny had pissed CT off in some capacity. They, you know, they're both big personalities. And CT had it out for him. And you do not want CT having it out for you under any circumstance. I don't say anything about him. I respect him. But after you've been pummeled by him a couple of times, you shut your mouth and you say, I respect you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's the, that backpack moment was insane. Like, I just, you don't know it in the meet, in, like, in the moment. You don't know what's happening. And then, like, when I saw CT just, like, like, just stand up and seeing him wiggle, I was just like, holy shit. And then I was like, I was enjoying, I mean, it was just like you're watching history in the moment. And then right after, you know, Johnny got slammed in, I was like, oh, shit, I have to go in now. Uh-oh. But also, I had done. I was counting in my head. I was like, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. Like, you're you're a big guy. Like, just wait down and make sure that you last more than like 10 seconds or whatever. So it was a huge confidence builder. But I also seeing like someone like 
what happened to Johnny, I was like, that is a humbling experience. But also I think he can laugh at it too. Um, because that was just such great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can you think of like, I don't know, like what, what theories do you have as to why that specific elimination round they brought in CT? It just makes no sense. I mean, honestly, it's, it's very difficult to say like, Oh yeah, that was a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I don't know. I definitely think that he was planned to come in. And I think that um, they were like, you know, when the cards are right, we'll pull this card yeah. out. And I think that they saw that, that writing on the wall and they're like, let's fly them in. Yeah. They were like, and it's because they, CC hasn't done a challenge in a long time because of, yeah. like, you know, like issues with beating people up, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, like, the amount of work they had to do to get Tina and him on, the labor was huge. So, it's just like the logistics of it all. Like, I've, a, you know, I've kind of like, laughed to myself in hindsight um but afterwards like my challenge was certainly not done cut through i we still our team was like famous for like we should have been obliterating the competition like with brad dunbar myself in hindsight but we just could not get it together and then i was like all right so it's the last elimination before the final i'm gonna have to go in i was like all right i'm gonna have to go in again but after the confidence build like uh, they don't show it on the show, but like CT and I went, we wrestled for like 45 minutes. And then I, yeah, so we went, we went against each other for 45 minutes. And Johnny was so pissed. He was like, you get it. We get it, Tyler. You've made your point. Just give up. And I was like, no, no, no. And then I was like, Tyler, you got to save your legs for the next challenge. Like, there's no point at this point. But, but my point was, was to kind of showboat and let the other boys know that I was like, I was for real and you don't want to go against me. And, even see they show this like CT was like damn Tyler you got heavy and I was like yeah I'm built pretty solid very very solid and so we have a very very uh, high amount of respect for each other but in that next round I had to go against Derek of all people and we knew what what our elimination was going to be too it was like this pole challenge so he immediately was just like oh man like he knew I had like 50 pounds on him I had big legs and I was like. You know, I had it. So I was very confident going in, but it was one of those, like, you, I definitely had to earn it. Like, I definitely threw up afterwards because Derek is so tenacious. And that's, I think the one um, victory I feel the worst, the worst about in the sense that, like, I think he just had a son. And, like, you know, Derek's a nice guy. You're always kind of rooting for him. And so I didn't want to go against Derek, but he was the only guy left on his team. So it was like, I, it was like Derek. That's the only person I could go against. So the, it was just in the, it was just the way the cars were dealt. Um, you know, he could have gotten Dunbar or he could have gotten Brad. You know, so it's but it's so weird because I lost to Derek on the duel. So it's just this like repeat pattern of like I only win again. You know, I went against I, I went against Frank and Gauntlet, but again, Gauntlet doesn't count. Remember, <laughs> it was a challenge rule. Um, but like you know, I went against Derek twice, Johnny theoretically twice. And then CT twice. That's been my challenge elimination. So it's, you know, talking about full circle, that's pretty, I guess. But here's a cool thing, though. It's not that badass because you just, once you go against someone, you get it out of the way because you're like, all right, now I'm not as afraid to do it because I've done it once and I know what to expect. And when you kind of tussle with someone, you get to kind of flip them out. Um, and like get to know what they 
you what their strategy is, what their energy is like before they go into elimination. I'm very, very quiet. I just like keep all my energy very tight in and very calm until I have that until I hear that horn blow and then I go. Um, some people get like all you know. Like I saw even still the season on All Star like too much. Like save your energy, buddy. Like we get it. Um, but yeah, so you know, we've been doing that with, the, with these with these kids, like you know, Johnny and Derek and CT. I got to know like okay, what to expect. So yeah, like it's it was badass to say like I went against them and beat them, but it was more of like a strategy and like, I was lucky because I'd already gone against them and I knew what to expect and I was like alright so things that they're good at and not good at and I've seen them do other eliminations so it's like how can I take advantage of this situation you know so you know yeah I was badass to a certain extent but I also got lucky because I kind of took what I learned a lesson from my previous rounds against them yeah, that was like a very mafia-esque approach with the red team took at the end of that. I'm pretty sure Tori said that like it was it was you or Dunbar and whoever said like that they're voting with them, her and Brad first is like who's staying out. Do you think had had it been Dunbar against Derek in the uh, final elimination, the same outcome would have happened? Uh-uh. Really? No. And that's what's so crazy about these challenges. It's, there's an element of luck and there's an element of chance. Um. And I think that Derek is such a tenacious uh, competitor. Um, he he made me work for that victory, but I don't think Zumbar had had it in him. I really? think Derek would beat him, and that would have changed the vibe completely for the final. That means the blue team would have had Derek. So that means they could have actually had you know Emily Schwamm and Jen Grahalba were on the blue team. So you put Emily Schwamm, Derek Kaczynski, and Jen Grijalva together, that's a whole different story than just Emily Strong and Jen Grijalva, right? You know, like, shooting guns, like, Derek's good at that stuff, you know, ostensibly speaking, you know, like, carrying logs, and, like, they were, they expected these, like, two girls to do the, what, like, me, Dunbar, and Brad, it took three of us to carry, like, we carried Tori for, I think, like, five miles, like, doing these laps on this, like, tarmac, so like, we definitely had an advantage the fact that Brad Dunbar and myself are all like six feet tall, you know, we, you know, like, so we're the exact same height. So when we're carrying someone for like hours on end, the fact that no one's hunching we're all the exact same height is a huge advantage and that we have three people to flank. So when we get tired, we can rotate. So yeah, I think it had Dunbar been in that round and lost that final would have looked a lot. Different. It would have looked a lot. The great team still would have, gotten last place because they're all bark no bite this i'm still embarrassed for all of them <laughs> and, and it's so embarrassing because they were so mean to each other and they were just like we're so badass and blah 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 and then the final like sarah and abe and i love sarah and abe too mind you i love both of them but i didn't know that they dropped out because the red team was so far ahead because <laughs> we were we were so far ahead of them um but i i was to see that unfold, like I didn't know about it until we had won. But we were operating on the chance that they were right behind us and we did not look back. Because you never know how these finals can go. I have gone three. So, you know, it's just that we have not won this until we have got there. So, yeah, it is crazy. I never thought about it that way, but I definitely think the red team still, I think that would have been just me, Brad, and Tori. Yeah. Talk about a, a threesome. Um, <laughs> 
Not not a bad one. Um, oh, but I think yeah. he still. I think we, we still probably would have won. I think Brad Tory and I still would have beat the. But I mean, the, do you see like the how you take through us three guys and Tory versus two of us two? How that changes the equation and evens the playing field. <laughs> so then you're, you, it's like me, Brad, and Tori versus Derek, you know, Jen, and Shrum. And so that was tight. I mean, I'm so glad that it, it went down the way I wanted it to. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about all this right now. And it's like you look at your legacy, right? Of like all you accomplished just in that like kind of short bit of time. And like it, it honestly, when you look at it on surface, it like matches up and stacks up with just about the best of them. You know what I mean? But in my mm-hmm. opinion, your legacy and what doesn't get talked about a lot is like your wittiness and kind of like you know funny like kind of um one-liners like i'll never get over this and you probably don't even think about this but the the historian fans wanted me to talk about this too there was a scene when you guys i think went to buenos Aires. i think when you relocated for rivals and i think laurel's laurel's fighting wes (laughs) Laurel's fighting Wes, and you're like, not around the piano. Stay away from the piano. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was dead serious too. That's the problem. I was like, I was wasted. I was like, not around the piano, guys. This is a Steinway. This is <laughs> so embarrassing. I don't know like what I was thinking in that moment, but it was. That, I mean, they were like really going at it, and I was like, respect the space, guys, because production was yelling at us to like. It was, it was wild. People were, like, climbing pipes. It was just like, you guys, settle down. And so, like, part of me was joking at first, and then I was like, wait, this is a really nice piano, guys. So, yes, part of that was very serious. Part of me was making fun of production at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw that on the show, I was like, oh, my God, Tyler. <laughs> were, you also, concerned, were you concerned about the piano itself getting, like, broken? Or you guys just... I was very concerned about the piano being like, because they told us they're like, this this is a very nice house, which it was, and they're like, this is like a very nice piano, and I'm I'm a pianist, so I was like, this is a really nice piano, and so when I like was playing it, I was like fussing around, I was like, oh, you guys, they're like, under no circumstance can the piano be like anything happen to it. No, you can't put any drinks on it, can't get a scratch on it, can't mess with it. And of course, you know, people start fighting left, right, and I was like, touch the piano, guys. The guy was concerned about the piano, truly. <laughs> so he <laughs> saved the piano in the end, luckily. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we're going to get into the uh, Rivals uh, final in a, in a moment, but just to touch base again, I want to know, what? how did you like originally get casted on Key West? Did you go to a tryout? Did you hear about it? How did that uh, get pitched to you, or did you I, um, I had sent in a video... I'd always wanted to be on The Real World. I loved it. I loved the show. And um, I had sent in a video of this, like, B-roll of, like, I took a documentary film making class my senior college. And so I had, like, this crazy B-roll. And I did, like, a White Snake video. But, like, of me, it was, like, I think, like, Puccini's post And like, I did it in like, a slow-mo of, like, me, like, dancing on, like, a car. It's, like, being absurd. Just truly being absurd. And uh, it caught their attention, and I didn't. I forgot about the, the fact that I sent in the video, and I was working at like a Swedish finance firm, and I got an email saying like, "You made it to the second round of the Real World." I was like, "No fuck!" I, I thought it was my coworker messing with me. I was like, "Kevin," I was like, "You got it." 
and I didn't take it seriously. I kept on going through the rounds, and then I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, the real deal. So, like, I guess the way I was raised is just to, like, not get your hopes up. It's very practical, very Midwestern. And so I was just like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then um, when I got the call, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be on the real world. It was, it was so exciting. It was just so, so exciting. And then, comma, I found out where we were being located. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, Fun fact for all, all the challenge fans and real world fans is that the setting for a season was kind of undetermined. It was either going to be Fort Lauderdale, Key West, or the Bahamas. So all of us were like, Bahamas. That would have been fun. That's a no-brainer. What? Yeah, like, be, I could see how that would be, like, redundant. But I don't know. Key West was sucked. Like, you can ask any one of us, any cast members. Like, it was just a shitty city. Like, it was super small. Like, there was no young people. Um, it was just, like, there was tourists coming in all the time. And then with the hurricanes constantly, it was just, like, it was really hard to get momentum with, like, getting anything done with our business. And we were really diligent. I'm super proud of our, our, our cast. Like, if you really look back, we had a smart, we had a smart cast. Um, you know, Paula, Zach, myself, Jose, Silana, Johnny, all of us, Janelle, like, we're all really smart kids. So we... Like the Miami season, we got our business going up and running. Like we had merchandising deals. Like I was, I was doing marketing, you know, the sales. Like Johnny was great. He did. He built all the machines. Like we were running a full business. And then I had insurance on the business for the merchandise. And then the um, first hurricane wiped us out. And I was like, I got insurance. I got insurance coverage. And we're like, what? And our business mentor was like, I've never been more proud of him, Tyler. <laughs> and so. You know, it's just these memories you kind of look back on. You're like, oh, man, that was a long time ago, but it seems like yesterday. And it takes, you know, when we talk about the rest of the challenges, it kind of makes it more fun because you look back at, like, all the crazy times. Like, I was in um, a certain airport before we went to the location for uh, All-Stars 2, and I was like, last time I was in this terminal, Johnny Benaz pants me while I was getting demiked. And so, <laughs> like the microphone guy, like had my had my my hand, my shirt, like up above, like getting my microphone off me, and I was just kind of wiggling and being like, like just like gay and flirty, like with the camera guy. And Johnny knew exactly. He goes, oh. and I was stuck. I couldn't. And I was like, oh, no, no. And so, like there was like thousands of people, and my I was just like swinging. Like he got me so good. He got me so good. And so those are the memories that I kind of think back on. I'm just like. You know, it 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 bring, it gives context to all those challenge relationships that we do have, which makes it like we're family, no matter what. No matter what, we're always going to be family. And uh, yeah, Janelle and I were touching base on this. You know, we could just elaborate on what you just said with the location. Like, you take like how compelling and polarizing like your cast was with like the personalities and like the still what you guys were able to produce despite the location and all the hurricanes is quite admirable in my opinion. Because I think that if you stick your cast and say like a Las Vegas setting, we oh. might see magic on set. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I people kind of were like. We felt like we had disappointed the franchise to a certain extent. We thought like, oh, like we didn't give enough. I don't know what we thought. We were just kind of, we were just in the moment, truly. We were just trying to survive. Like it was 
it was sheer chaos. I mean, we were in Spain for a good month on our vacation, like the, the Halloween real world vacation, because our house was destroyed. Like, there was like a sound girl broke her back. Like, every single car in production was wiped out. It was, these were bad hurricanes. So, it really kind of put a stop. Like, I mean, I was really, I was always jealous of the Denver season. I thought that would have been really fun. Denver's a really fun city. Um, but I guess, you know, you have to be appreciative of just having the opportunity. Um, I was just talking to Tina about like um, road rule seasons and how, you know, like there's like road rules Northern Trail and then you have road rules South Pacific. You know, you get like super cool or like Steve, who's on All Stars 2, he did the quest and they were like going through North Africa and everything. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of a, a gamble. It's sort of, you get an amazing experience, but the one, like the tie that binds with our entire cast is like we did not like Key West. It was just like, you know. But we, you know, we took the good out of it. I mean, we had an incredible house in retrospect, but when you only have seven people, and I don't know, when there's the, when, the fun thing about the challenges is that you have so much personality that it, it keeps it entertaining. But when there's only seven people like in a house that big, you have to hunt down people. Be like, where's so-and-so? Where's, where's Jose? Where's Donnie? It's so big of a house, you know, that it, yeah. So that's that. Moving forward. <laughs> how, how did you feel about uh, your edit and portrayal on uh, Key West? And, um, I don't know. It was, it was difficult at first just because uh, I remembered it differently. But in the end, it's like they needed a story. And so I unfortunately like fit into certain like stereotypes that they want for the show. And as self-aware as I thought I was, I clearly wasn't. And, you know, I feel like maybe Svetlana like, was really good at playing the victim. But she was so young, and I was so willing to give them that footage of me being a, an asshole, too. Um, but, like, Janelle and I weren't, like, that mean. Like, we got along with Svetlana, too. But, like, it was just, like, self-perpetuating, I think, because they needed, like, a storyline. Because... Um, you can solve them with the real world. You have like guys like hooking up. There's like romance, and there was no romance in that house, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> there is no romance. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. Austin, you had know, that Danny, Melinda, and then Wes and Johanna. So you had all that built-in drama, and then with us, we were like, nope, we you could not pay us to touch each other. Um, <laughs> and so like I think they were kind of grasping for like what's our storyline going to be, and so I think to a certain extent I was a casualty of that. But at the same time, I have to take ownership of my behavior. And so it was a really, it was, it was a tough watch because I ended up leaving with seven or six really good friends. And, you know, I'm still very close with four of them, you know, I talk to regularly. So, you know, I always walk away with that experience. And I, you, in life, you can only take away the positives, you know, almost learn from the negatives. So, yeah. You guys hung out with uh, Svetlana post-show? Like, were you guys all cooped up, or? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I've seen her twice since the show. No, that's, that's a lie. I think we did a couple, like, appears. We did something in Miami. Um, <laughs> I look back at some of our experiences of the cast, like, truly wild. Like, we were in, like, a Vogue. Somehow we were at, like, a Vogue, like, runway thing, like, like we were, then we did like a speedo um, runway show when we were in Miami, and it's just really cool, 
cool shit that you look back on and you're like, how did we, how did we get involved with this? Like, this is the, what did we do? What, what turn did we take in our life that like perpetuated this, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy things to think back on, but it, I, I'm really grateful for those experiences, you know, and I got to meet, you know, Lindsay Lohan and Beyonce that weekend, you know, it's really? like insane wow. stuff. And you know, that like in Paris Hilton, and this was like, you know, 2006 when like, they were the media, you know, and to a certain extent, they still are. Um, and to be kind of woven within that tapestry of, of media when there wasn't social, social media, so media was a, more of a juggernaut at the time. Um, it, you know, it was, it was more streamlined, if you will, because now you have all so many streaming services and um, social media kind of dilutes the power of certain media tools. But to a certain extent, um, you know, some of these personalities kind of like shine through. So, yeah, yeah, I'm getting all retroflect. I'm getting like all like. I don't oh know. no, it's normal, you know. This is. I mean, it's just like ah, oh, very reflective. That was all. I think you know, yeah. Oh, no, it's no. just because it's because you know, I was talking to some of my cast members from All Stars Two, and you know, you had asked about uh, social media, and I was like, you know. I'm just kind of going in, like, I know who I am, and especially as we are, uh, we're older, like, I know who I am, I'm very secure with who I am, and uh, I had the time of my life this season because uh, a lot of the cast members really got to know me for, like, who I truly am, and they said this because I was so calm and, like, confident in who I am, like, I really do, and I do love myself, and I, it took, it's such a long journey to get to a place where I love and respect myself, and I think we all go through those journeys in our own ways. Um, but to have that reinforced by the cast members and just being like seeing that joy in me and that happiness like was reflected with them. And then it kind of like made it such a wonderful experience that. Oh. Um, so, yeah, but like going into the, it's uh, we're thinking about like, I'm not really worried about how I'm going to be portrayed on All Stars 2 because uh, so there's nothing to be worried about. Like, I just had a really fun time. And yeah. I was myself. I did. I just really. I just had a, such a lovely time. And you learn lessons from like life continues to hand you lessons until you learn from them. And I definitely had you know my real world experience and you know those first couple of challenges to learn from. So you know you go into it just like being more cautious and just being more respectful and like learning about yourself. And so I'm not worried about anything. It's more like it'll be fun to relive those memories because there's. I think you get caught up in the game, but for me, and I talked to cast members from all sorts too, like I was so happy with what I walked away with, with so many friends, so many good friends, and so many, I laughed, I've never laughed more in my entire life, and that's what I want, I want fans to see, it's like those funny moments of like, just like us cracking each other up, so truly that's what we spend most of the day doing, just like ragging on each other and just like laughing, because we all are really weird people. And so when you get us all in one space, it's like hysterical. So, yeah. Did your first stint on the show take any toll on your mental health or? Absolutely it did. And I don't think we like, we don't, we didn't talk about it, that kind of stuff at the time. Um, I'm, I will be open. I am bipolar and I was undiagnosed at the time. So I think it was very painful to kind of watch and experience because I was, I felt like I was swimming alone and I didn't understand like, all that was going on and like 
my behavior, like me kind of lashing out at certain times and not knowing why and and like but, but this was not unusual behavior, you know. And so it was just kind of like while I was being hard, like getting criticized, it was also like a red flag of like, oh, like maybe there's some deeper issues here at play, which there were. And, you know, I think we were also very focused on Paula that it was easy to like not look in the mirror about your own your own self. So I've learned how to like be much more forgiving of myself in retrospect because I know the journey that I've been on and what was in play. And I'm a, li- a lot nicer to myself knowing that the full spectrum of like what what was going on with me, not making excuses, but just, you know, being kind to yourself and being like, give yourself a break. Like you're not a bad person. You, you can have bad days though. You, if you, as long as you learn from them, then you're not a bad person, you know? Yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you know, coming forward and, um, you know, talking about it. I was super, super scared about ever talking about it um, on the challenges. I was so scared. I was like, professionally, like, if, you know, down the road, if that got out or something like that. But now I think there's a, like, a more healthy conversation. It's not, there's not such a stigma attached to it. Um, but it's been definitely a good journey for me. It's been a really, really difficult journey, um, especially in my late 20s. Um, you know, yeah, it was a lot of ups and downs. And so when you finally get that right group around you, like uh, looking at like right medications and therapy and, um, you know, just healthy behaviors, then you find like that perfect success. So I'm just really glad and grateful that I've gotten to that place and found that. And so... And to be able to like go back, you know, eleven years later and do a show like this is there's so much joy and appreciation that I have uh, for just even getting to participate. You know, we kind of joked around earlier about not getting the call back or whatever, but you know, just sitting back and being like, all right, well, this is going to be fun as hell. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. I, I said like, let's just make a TV show. You know, let's give it what they want. So I think we did that. And then, <laughs> were, were you worried at all coming into it with uh, Ryan being there about how they might play that story up? Or yeah. I think Ryan was busy with he had other things on his hands. So, uh oh, <laughs> we'll bookmark that. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I'm just saying, like he had, he was busy with something else. So yeah, we'll, we'll leave it that. You know. Yeah, what did you say? You guys can tune in and see. Um, I love Ryan. Um, he definitely played me in Gauntlet 3. Um, I, looking back, at again, Gauntlet 3 does not count. It was, that was the unchallenged, right? But looking back, like, if I was like playing like a challenger, I would have just said, go against I should have gone against Ryan, not Frank. But that was like my ego talking. I was like, oh, Tyler, you can take Frank down. It's like, why? He's like, Heavy, heavier and taller than you. Why would I go against him? And like, you know. But also, Ryan was like, thought that like, oh, I if I hook up with Tyler, I don't know what he he spoke to me. We just sat. Um, he worked at a restaurant and server. He was friends with Paul, but so after rivals, we got there, and so we him and I talked a little bit and just like. We settled some stuff, and I was like, I really liked him. And I just, there was a little, there was some hurt healing, but also it was like, I'm one of those people that truly, I let things go because it takes so much 
effort in life to hold a grudge, it takes so much more effort than just forgiving. And so I just kind of let go. And then it was so fun to see him. It's so funny because everyone was like, are you nervous to see Ryan? I was like, I'm not Shane. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't, and I, I've never met Shane, but I just think I, they have a weird energy to them, apparently. Um, I don't know the full story. I don't want to know. I don't care. Because um, I just know my experience with Ryan are very positive. And so I will say this. I very much so had Derek and Ryan's back this season because I was so appreciative to have other gay guys on the show that you never have that opportunity to have multiple gay cast members. So um, to that extent, I was just so like, I have their back. And it, it did not mean it was not a popular decision or move. But I'm proud of what I, I stood by. Like that's why like I can look back on how like I played a game that I'm very proud of because I like did what I was and sticking up for like, my community, I guess if you will, in the sense that like I didn't I don't want to see like a guy bullied or like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I was like sticking up for them like when I can, I'm just being like if you were given the opportunity to, I'm gonna have my like my sister's back. It's, like, <laughs> So, yeah, but, I mean, to that extent, it's like I'm not worried about things because if you do the right thing, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've gotten this far without talking about it, but I wanted to talk about the Rivals 1 final because, you know, I, I would say that, I mean, Cutthroat, you had all those elimination wins, but I think like your banner moment when you look back at Tyler Duckworth's challenge retrospect would have to be that final performance. You know oh, what I mean? Like, you know, you had, going into it, you were sick, uh, it, it appeared, from uh, watching. How sick were you? And do you feel like had that been in a normal setting, like not before the final, they would have DQ'd you? They definitely I was retching all night. Like, I was just like, I was like fetaling in the kitchen floor. I was so sick. I had a garbage bag I was laying on. It was that bad. Like, wow. it, it was really bad food poisoning. And I felt so bad for Johnny. He was like, we got this far. And then production, like, didn't know what to do. But then I, I kind of went into, like, beast mode, where I was just like, okay, you just got to figure this out. And so they got me, like, saltine crackers. I remember Gatorade. And I could barely go to restaurants. And we were in uh, Baraloche, uh, Argentina, which is, like, near the border of Chile. And it was, there was, like... Um, iridescent mushrooms painted on the walls and like neon it was just like this is not where i need to be eating dinner the night before final right and no one really ate the food but like i famously am always hungry so jen and i had like shared this like platter and lo and behold jen and i get super super sick and like her and i were like racing to the toilets and everything it was just like if anyone's ever had food poisoning it's like coming out both ends and there's like literally nothing you can really do about it until it just passes through you. Um, God, it was like, I was like, this is not happening. This is not happening right now. This is not happening. Especially with the, you know, the elimination that Johnny and I had won over Adam and CT, which for the record, internet, Adam did not throw. Okay. He did not throw. Adam just fucked up. All right. And I fucked up the same way Adam did, but I just caught on faster than Adam because we were carrying each other's like balls, whatever. The point is, is that it, it, I hear that that 
controversy like whispered and I was like, no, 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 don't get it twisted. There was, Adam did not throw anything, all right? Adam is not for want of money, he has plenty, so he wouldn't even take a bribe. Like that's not who he is. We beat them fair and square. Um, but with given all that, I was just like, there's no way I'm not gonna at least give this a go. And like, <laughs> this is the perfect example of why you take, like this is challenge strategy 101. You take a poor performing team to the end with you so that you guarantee, because in Rivals, only the first and second place team got money, third place got nothing. So we're thinking to ourselves, all right, we got to bring a, a, a shitty team with us to the end. And we love Leroy and Mike, they're great to be around. So we're like, all right, we'll bring them to the final and we'll have that like ace in the whole card so that we at least get second place. Because we knew Wes and Kenny were going to be really tough. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, like I got to at least try doing this final because I, I, I go, I think we can take Mike and Leroy. I'll just try and hold on. It's, I didn't, little did I realize, because I was picturing this was going to be one day. I was like, all right, I can suffer through this. Like, I'm a swimmer. I can, like, go through hard practices. Like, I can do this. So I remember we put on wetsuits, and I was like, I just never wanted to do something less in my life than get into, cold, like, a glacier cold water when you have food poisoning in a wetsuit fully knowing that I would probably be like, you know, both ends still coming out. And so then the girls started and I was like running back and forth to the bushes and like taking care of it. Like I was throwing up and everything. And then I started like feeling a little bit better because I got some, I was able to hold down the saltine crackers. But I don't know, there was something that needed just like a switch that hit when the horn went off for the guys. And I didn't, I don't remember. I just like was like in go mode and I didn't, I obviously did not feel good, but you start seeing in that final, you can see how much truly it was a blessing because I started just feeling better because I wasn't like dying of food poisoning. So I was like, this is nothing. This is great. Like I would rather be doing this than being killed over a toilet. So you start seeing my momentum pick up as the challenge, as that final goes on. And you start seeing the other teams like slowly start like, I don't know, like slowing their pace, but also like understanding like the sheer like magnitude of what we are going through. Like this is going to be a very long day turned into two days. Um, and by the time we, the one thing that was really tough on that final was they don't show it is that the, the, the sand that you had to like move between the campsites. And it's like memory is not a good thing of mine. And Johnny, they were like, okay. So we like memorized this camp set. And then before you can get to the next site, you have to move literally thousands of pounds of sand in a wheelbarrow, like, like a quarter of a mile. It's like, what? And so it's like, all right, we'll just do this. It's a final, like whatever. And then when you would get to the campsite, we were just like, uh oh. Like, I've never built a tent like at this point in my life. Now I go camping all the time, but um, I was like, I don't even know how to do this to begin with. And so, of course, we like fucked it up. And so we have to go back, but they made us move all the sand all the way back again. And that took like three and a half hours. So they, we had seven hours just on that, just on the moving of sand. And I knew it was bad when, because the girls started like an hour before the guys. I knew it was bad when I saw Evelyn and Paula come back from there their campsite just sobbing and I was like uh oh this doesn't look good um 
And what's crazy is that Leroy and Mike actually got it on the first try. Really? So that's how, yeah. So they, because we had that much of a lead on them. Um, so we had to move all that sand just to get to the campsite. And then production was like, this is, this is going to take too long. You guys can just go. So thank God we got it. Um, oh, I have never been more happy finishing a puzzle. Because I was just like, we saw Wes and Kenny, like, get a lead on us. And we were just like, we're just like, all right, we'll just like, whatever, we're going to do our best. And um, when we started going up the switchbacks of the mountain, um, I, we didn't really realize how Wes was feeling or I was just feeling much better. And I remember like, I was like, Johnny, let's like, let's keep Mike and Leroy in our eyes. Like, just keep them in our sight. And we ended up, both teams ended up going down because there's, when you're doing these finals, there's no like signage. It's like, you need to go this way or that way. And it's repeatedly happened in a bunch of finals, but like people like will go off for an hour in the wrong direction and that will affect the final, like the final outcome. So they were just, so Mike, Leroy, Johnny and I all went to the wrong direction, like up a mountain, then had to come all the way back because they had a truck come and find us. And there was like little on like a branch somewhere in the back that had like a little like orange ribbon. And that's supposed to signify that this is your hiking path. It's like, it's already hard enough. So, um, at that point, Johnny and I were just kind of like, oh, fuck, this is like, all right, let's just get second place. Let's just, you are going to compete for second place. And everything changed when we got to the food eating challenge. And I swear that production had been waiting for this moment, the entire challenge, because like everyone jokes that like I'm a lunchbox, like I'm constantly eating. And for me to have like the opportunity to an eating challenge, I was like, oh, let's do it. And Johnny was just like, you're amazing. Like he would just cut up the food and just serve it to me. And then we had like Wes and Kenny crying and like, Ooh, I can't eat it. And have me just like housing because I hadn't eaten in 24 hours, you know, cause I had been throwing up and so I was so hungry. I was starving. And to have like be able to eat cause all the, you were given no food, just water. We had camelbacks. So I have never been more excited just to eat my life. Um, but then it got to the point where like, all right, now I'm stuffed. And then, the first time I just, you're just trying to like eat it to get it down. And I have no problem doing that. But I remember just like, I started projectile vomiting and I just vomited all over Johnny on accident. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I was like, I do it. I did not mean to, but like, at that point you just like, you're in such like a fragile, like gross state of mind that you don't even care that like you're covered in like dirt, grime, vomit, like, all we saw was the fact that Wes and Kenny were not moving forward and that we were just like housing this meal. So basically we caught up a couple of hours just on the food challenge alone, like probably two, two and a half hours. Wow. Um, and so while earlier we had Mike and Leroy in our sights, just like stalking them, making sure that they were close. We were now stalking Wes and Kenny. And so they, we were just making sure I was like, Johnny, don't, don't like, let's just pace ourselves, but make sure that they know we're right behind them. So we can just like have a menacing, you know what I'm saying? In case that we need to save our legs for a final sprint. So there was a couple puzzles they just didn't even show on the final that we had to do with like giant logs. But I didn't actually see what happened with Wes, Kenny picking up Wes because we got held up at a puzzle that they again didn't show. Um, but when I saw what happened to him, I was just like, that's embarrassing Wes. <laughs> I still, I still give Wes shit about it. Um, but, uh, me and Johnny actually had probably the most beautiful moment of our friendship um, at that point because we 
we're still carrying this 45 pound weight and it's literally a ball and chain. And we were like sitting on this, this mountain vista overlooking the art, you know, Argentine, you know, mountains. And it was like the sun setting and we were just looked at each other and we're like, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sorry. It's like, we could have been like doing so much for each other all these years. And we were just like fighting over like bullshit. This is stupid. He's like, you're like a brother. I was like, you're like a brother to me. And so we hugged and we got like teary eyed and like, we just watched the sunset. We just gave ourselves like time to like take a break and just like breathe and just like that's what the show is also about it's not just about like winning money it's also about personal growth and uh, i'm getting emotional just thinking about it actually oh it's normal um it was just such a special moment uh, and just just and i think that we had just we had kind of reconciled that we were going to get second place not that we'd given up but we had just gotten second place and we were fine with that because we had reconciled like whatever issues had been there. And um, then we were marching that we literally after we like had this beautiful moment, we we're like, all right, second place, second place. Okay, we looked at each other like, all right, let's do this. And we're ready to see TJ and we're going up looking for like, Wes and Kenny and all the girls. And I just see Paula like shivering on a, on a rock. And I was like, Johnny, this isn't over. And he's like, yes. And so at that point we were like, this is not over. We now we have a shot. And I was like, John, we can win this. He's like, yeah, we can. So again, where you had like Wes and Kenny and Mike and Leroy like deflating, we were just picking up steam. And I was like, we had reconciled that we were going to get second place. So to have that option to get first all of a sudden was just like, this is this is incredible. Like there's a chance. So you know the prospect of just having to stand up on the when I saw the All-Stars season one finale, it's literally what we did on Rivals. It's like the same lake that they had to like canoe on and everything. It was like the same thing, but they, they had nicer beds. Um, they didn't, they got to balance on, they, we had to balance on rocks. I remember Johnny was like, you're beat up from, you need to get some sleep because I didn't get any sleep the night before. So he got, he took the first shift and I've never fallen asleep faster in my life. And the first place team got like a nice mattress. The second place team got like a blanket. And then the third place team got like, they got to sleep on straw and rocks, which was Mike and Leroy. And so I remember just being like, I was like, just, uh, just get some sleep. And then we ponied off and like, it was just like, it was great teamwork because like we both got rest. Whereas Wes and Kenny, Wes was like, I'm sick. And then he wasn't feeling good because he was just dehydrated. So Kenny wasn't sleeping and Wes wasn't sleeping. Wow. So while both of them were awake dealing with bullshit, Johnny and I were one of us was taking a break, you know? So that very much affected what was going to come into play the next day. And this fun fact is that I had, with Johnny's help, talked Mike and Leroy into quitting uh, because we were like, you know, you know, you don't have health insurance. You guys are young. Um, you know, if you fall off this mountain, like they're not going to do anything for you. You're on your own. And they're like, oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you guys should just go back to Las Vegas now. Your show is about to, like, debut. And they're like, yeah. I was like, think about all the money that you're gonna, you guys are going to miss out on. Like, you want to yeah. watch the show. And they were just like, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is too dangerous. Yeah. Okay. We're going we're gonna to give up. And you look at the footage. Like, we talked them into quitting. And so then Johnny and I were like, all right, now we have a safety net. It's just us versus Wes and Kenny. And they had, like quite a bit of a head start on us and i was like 
just like as a swimmer again, I was like, Johnny, just follow my pace and we got this. And we just stalked Wes and Kenny for hours, just like having them in our sights. And we got it down to two minutes. But, you know, it was, it was it's something like two minutes to like 30 seconds. So they had like, we had narrowed it down so much that they, the lead that even production had given, we had surpassed it. So it was like, they started us at the same time for that final um, portion. And I think Kenny was so frustrated with Wes, like having to do all the extra stuff. And like Wes was getting food that we weren't getting. He got like bananas and like Gatorade. We were just getting water and nothing. And so when you see another competitor just like go down, you have to think about your, your position going up and up and up. And I was just getting better and better. Um, it was the only time I've ever seen a little bit of weakness in Johnny. And not in a bad way, but it was just like, he was gassed out, like, as we all were. But I was lucky because... Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. My biggest, like, I'm meant to be on a mountain carrying heavy things. It's just like the way my build is. So it was great to take the lead and be like, all right, we're going to take 30 seconds break. Go. And so I counted off and they give him, because we're at also at altitude, mind you. So it was great because I got to take the lead and pace ourselves for our team. And then very on the opposite side of that, um, when TJ was like, you guys are going to have to use the GPS. You have to find it. Use this GPS to find the key. Then once you have the key, you have to race to the top of the mountain. I was like, I don't even know what a GPS. I don't, I was like, Johnny, you do this. And he goes, Tyler, run, run. So he just said, we just run. So then we were going to panic Wes and Kenny to make them think that we had our key. So he just had me start running towards the top so that we would get in their heads. And then he was using the GPS to like find it. And he's, Johnny's so good with that stuff. He's like really, really good with, I don't know, like tools and machines and cars and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, he instantly found the key and Wes and Kenny were sitting there fighting over who gets to use the GPS. And like, meanwhile, like, Johnny is just like, Tyler, run. You're no good at this. Just run. And so like, you have me just like, we beat the girls. Like, if you look back at the final, you just see like TJ start us and you just see like me making a beeline towards the top of the mountain because it was like, it was a hike. And again, I'm known, I'm known for endurance, not speed. Also, mind you, I'm not speed. So he's like, I just remember him just saying, run, run, Tyler. I got this. And he did. He found it. And then we we beat Paula and we beat all the girls like and they had way head start on us so we running up to that mountain and unlocking it and seeing you know the other teams all still down there was like it's like you got to be kidding me this is not happening you know it was my the victory on cutthroat was just very much like when I would watch challenges you know when I was younger and then partaking in them, I was like, I will never win a challenge. Like, I will never win a challenge. This is, it's, I'm not one of those guys that could do it. So when I did Cutthroat, it was just like, oh, this is a team challenge. Like, I had Brad, like, you know, so like, you know, and I didn't give myself too much credit. But then with Rivals, I very much was like, I was so proud of both of us. It was well-earned. And having just done a final the season before, I appreciated the level of endurance and how they really stepped it up um, in terms of like what was expected out of us physically and emotionally. 
in that final. And still to this day, I, I believe it's one of the most difficult finals. Um, and I joked with like people that were on All Stars One, I was like, you guys are so lucky that I wasn't there on season one because I would have destroyed all of you. Like I know that specific mountain route that Darrell and Yes were on, like I climbed that mountain. Like we, it was like the same as like, I'm, that would have been perfect for me. Like everything they did was textbook rivals. They had to eat, they had to like balance while the other person slept, they canoed. We had, but the only difference was Johnny and I were carrying a 45 pound weight the whole time. Yeah. So, and you know, Wes and Kenny got in like, they were fighting literally the entire final. <laughs> and they somehow broke their ball because Wes thought it'd be easier. So they had like shards of concrete in their socks and everywhere. It was just like, it was asinine. And, you know, it, it really spoke to what the whole concept of what Rivals was supposed to be was like, can two people work together that don't get along? And I'm not saying that Johnny and I both see eye to eye on things. We do not approach things the same way. But what we do is we communicate and we, we have a mutual respect and we have an understanding of each other that gives us such a huge advantage over like other teams because we have been there from the start together. Our journey of all of this started at the same time. And so I know who he is at his heart and he knows who I am. Like same thing with like Janelle and Zach, like I know who he was before, not in a weird way, but like I knew who all of us were. And so he knows how to communicate with me on a level that very other few people could. And that's a vulnerability that you have with someone. I think it's very beautiful too. It's because someone can either hurt you with it or help you with it. And, you know, I'm gonna get emotional here with my Key West cast members, like they've never hurt me. <sighs> they've always been really loving. Um, and I can really appreciate that as I get older. I really love all of them. Um, just like kind of like processing that of like, you know, you hear about cast members bringing up really mean spirited things. It's like, no one's ever done that for my cast. And like, we all went through our own stuff, but um, I really love all of them. Yeah. That, that's beautiful to hear, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, people, people take that people take their course in life everyone takes their paths yeah. but um you know you oftentimes never forget where you come from and uh who you went on yeah. uh, that journey with it so it's really it's they're just yeah we're all assholes but they're solid people and you you kind of forget about these moments because it's like did that really happen because immediately after we're winning um i remember wes and kenny uh like throwing the GPS at each other and it breaking into pieces. And then Johnny and I were like cheering on Paula because we're like, Key West, Key West. And then to like get to share this with Paula and see her finally win a challenge was just like epic. Um, and just like to have like out of four winners, three of them be from your season is pretty badass. That is and, and like Paula was on my team the previous season on my red team and she kind of got fed to the wolves you know, with Brad and Tori and all. So it was just very like a full circle moment that was just so beautiful. And it's no secret that Kenny is really good friends with Johnny. So afterwards they're like, all right, so rooms. Mind you, we were in the same clothes. So we had to get from the top of this mountain all the way back down. But like me and Johnny had just won all this money. And it was more about like, just like pride 
that like I've never just skipped down a mountain like more happy. And then I found this like group of like Argentinian men that were in like a truck, obviously. And they had like a cow and I was like, can I hitch a ride? I was like, Johnny. So we like got on this truck and we're like cruising. Everyone's like, of course, Tyler finds like a bunch of guys in the truck. But like, it was just like, it was just so funny. Like, you know, coming down that mountain and then the production's like, you have to share a room. And he's, and Johnny and Kenny were like sharing a room and he's like, Wes is like, come on. And I was like, sorry. (laughs) And so like to add insult to injury, we had to like share a room after like, we had just like, he was just like, he was like lying in his bed and he was just like, you just stole that victory from me. I was like, you stole it from yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, but like, you know, we were just tired. We were so grumpy. Um, You know, like we had been up literally, I had been up for two and a half days nonstop at that point, other than my naps that Johnny gave me. But, you know, I just remember, I can clearly remember getting to the, it was like some old hotel room in Argentina. And we were so tired. We were just in our jerseys, like collapsed on the beds. I didn't even know what time of day it was. It could have been like three in the afternoon. It just, I've never slept. I just slept for, I think, like full 24 hours. Um, I remember being woken up by Mandy and Wes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I remember going down and it was such a cool moment. Like Jen and Mandy were there. Production was there. and Everyone was so proud of Johnny and I because with all of these rival teams, I think rivals is probably one of the coolest challenges they've ever done because of the theme of putting two people that, you know, really don't, you know, mix, you know, for whatever reasons they have a rivalry and you had so many really honest to God, good rivalries like CT and Adam were a really good rivalry. Like Wes and Kenny were a really good rivalry. Like they're both great competitors, but what does it mean to be a good competitor if you can't work with someone? And that's the true test of like an athlete or a team player is like how well you can get along with someone. So when I came down finally from my room, there was like, you know, like uh, a restaurant and like everyone stood up and clapped for me. I was just like, you guys, it was just like a very beautiful, humbling moment. And everyone was really rooting for us. And everyone was just like, really, because at this point, production has never pushed cast members to this point before. So they were just really happy to see how they, it, they want a good TV show and they want to see like a fun story. And so we, none of it was produced on, uh, to any extent. It was just all very natural. So I think it was a really beautiful way because some challenges end well and some don't. And I think it was just a very sweet way of ending it on a beautiful note. Um, both, you know, Evelyn and Paula, but mainly for like Johnny and I, it was just such a beautiful like story. And, you know, to your point earlier, it's like, how do you come back from that? You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it would have been fun to do more challenges. And yeah, I probably would have won a couple more. Um, um, But uh, I don't have any regrets. That was that there's no better way to like end your 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 run on the show, I guess, if you will, like on such a positive high note you take a step back and you're like, all right, well, I'm fine with this. If this is my, like, my legacy, I'm fine with it. But I think All-Stars is, like, a different category, though. It's, like, almost, like, I, I don't take it too seriously, truthfully. Uh, I mean, I take it seriously, but I don't. Um, and I think that's coming from a place of, like... Maturity? Been out of, like, well, it's just, like, it's been 11 years since I've been on the show. I've won two. It's, like, I already have, you already have your championship ring. 
So just like, all right, let's just have fun. I'm out here to just like see if I still got it. I just want to like do these crazy challenges. And I found myself throughout the season just being like, oh shit, I got, I need to like play the game. Like I have to wake up. Like, cause I was like watching things. I was like, oh shit. Oh, you got served. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get served. I got to focus. Like, you know, you're <laughs> like, oh shit. So that was kind of like, I was like, oh, but when you're only, when you're kind of taken by surprise and invited to this thing, like, you know, you only have like a month or less to prepare. It's like, how, how serious can you take it when you have people that have been doing this as their full-time job nonstop for 10 years? So you're just kind of like, I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to do the best I can. And yeah. So there was definitely like that kind of pull whether or not to come back, but I wanted another adventure. And I just wanted to like, you know, go to Argentina and climb mountains. And so to have the opportunity to go back and like meet other people, hear their stories was just too tempting. And I'm so glad I did it. So glad I did it. I want to hear your thoughts now because you brought up the theme, obviously, of rivals. I, and I think a lot of people would agree that like seeing them uh, get creative with the, uh, you know, original formats for an all-star season, maybe uh, like an all-star, not an all-star, a rival season for an all-stars. I'm not going to lie. When I saw you and Janelle were going to be on the cast, instantly I'm like, there we go. It clicked in my head. I'm like, we're getting a battle of the seasons. <laughs> I Well, I think that they've been truthfully flirting with the battle of the seasons for a while now. I, we, Janelle and I thought we were, Janelle's a, a, like, such a detective. She's like always on the case. And a little side note, what's really fun for everyone to watch this season is that I think you guys get to see more of a fun side of Janelle because I'm like her, her annoying little brother. I'm always like poking her. I'm like, Janelle, 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 Janelle. She's like, what? But now that she has kids, she can tolerate me more <laughs> in my behavior. And so we're always like trying to like find it. So we were convinced it was going to be Battle of the Seasons. So we were like, Johnny's not, Johnny's lying. He's going to be on, she's going to do the show. But like, Tyler, so you're going to be paired with Svetlana and then Janelle's going to be with Johnny. And I was just like, remember, because I told, told you, we like fully expected Svetlana to be there. So I was like emotionally getting ready to like make my challenge return, being partners with Svetlana. I was like, great, this will be really good. But um, seeing some of the cast members that were there, I do think that they just couldn't quite get the numbers of cast members. Um, but I think that they're, they're flirting around because they, they got pretty close. If you look at some of the other casting options, and I think it would be, I, people would love it. I'm, and I truly think I can speak from a place of very, very much certainty on this. They have enough rivals on All Stars at this point. Yeah. I definitely uh, have, I definitely have one. Um, I have, one very very strongly and he knows who he is and i'm not the only one like there's certain people that have you make good friends with and then there's people you just do not mix with and you have a vendetta against <laughs> and it's like you do like i if i'm on a challenge with this person i will send myself in to go against this person i want to we'll put it like that we'll put it that way so now, did you and Janelle have like uh, kind of like, oh, if you go on this, I'll go on this agreement, or like, were you, would you, either of you have gone on it anyway without the? Um, other? It helped my decision making process when she contacted me, and I contacted her immediately. I was like, you'll never guess what I just, the phone call I just got, and like her and I talk anyways, so like it's not wasn't like a weird, you know, I'm like I was in her wedding, you know, and but it was just like. 
knowing that she was going to be there made it more palatable to me to be like, all right, I'm going to put myself on the line. or I'm going to like, you know, like, like I said, I'm a teacher. And so I like a certain degree of professionalism, but also like, I want to be my authentic self. And, you know, and I just, I knew that I was going to be emotionally able to handle it knowing that a good friend was going to be there and like watch my back if I felt like I was getting emotional or like I felt like mentally a toll was being taken on me or something like I had someone like that would look out for me and be like hey like check yourself or like just have a, 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 someone that you know has your back um and I found out that it turns out I had a lot of people that had my back I would just like so many wonderful people and so I you know it's I'm making it out to be this love fest. I mean, for me, it was. For me personally, it was. It was not for everyone. But it definitely was, having Janelle there was a huge motivator to, like, want to do the show, uh, knowing that you're going to have someone looking out for you to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. No, I got to hear, because this is usually what I close with, but I always like to get people's, like, you know, post-show, like, stories on, like, um, you know, their appearance. Because we talked about the bar appearances earlier. Do you have... Oh. When you think back to younger Tyler and your adventures that you used to go on post-show while you were still doing them, is there any one story that you could think back on when you think of your time in the sun and you're like, this one story comes to mind, would you be able to pinpoint what that would be? Absolutely. I don't know if I can say it, though. It's Uh-oh. not that bad. Basically, we were at an appearance in Miami, and... I don't know, we were all like, I think like Svetlana maybe was like dating some famous hockey player. It was like a really, but it was just like not the vibe I would hang in, not the kind of club I would go to. You know, it was like one of those like, I'm not going to say mafioso, but like, like that's the vibe. I was just like, oh, this is like real shit. Like, I like, I like used, I go like gay bars. This was like a hardcore like club. You gorgeous girls on the line like to get in. And I was just like sitting in the VIP lounge. I was like, ugh. And Johnny was like, I'm hungry. I was like, I am too. He's like, do you want a piece out? I was like, yeah, let's, let's blow this joint. So then, like, they had a driver that was provided for us. And so we're like, all right, cool. Just fell on. I was like, yeah, just take it. And so we get in this car, and this guy's, like, super shady. It was, like, a like a black Mercedes Benz or something. And, like, I, like, kind of looked over at Johnny. And I was like, he's like, like, something just doesn't seem right about the situation. Like, I don't know. And so, like, he's like, I got to stop and get gas. And I was like, okay. So, like, we pull up to the gas station, and he just gets out of the car and walks away, like, not towards the gas or not towards the restaurants. And I just looked at John, and I was like, run. And we, like, both jumped out of the car and, like, ran towards this, like, taco stand, like, as fast as we could. <laughs> and I don't even know why we were paranoid, but, like, we weren't doing anything bad, but we just got, so, you know, when you have those feelings of like something is really shady is going on. Like, I don't want to be here. We definitely had that at the club. Like all of us just wanted to get out of there. And, and it was a nice club, mind you. Um, and then like, we were like, this driver seems super shady. And we just walked away. We're like, we're done. So we were like huddling in like a taco stand, like eating tacos being like, Oh my God, what's happening? Like, <laughs> it was just one, it was so absurd when you think about the enormity of like, your adventures you have with these people but it was just so like it was just one of those um times where you like it's a leveling it levels the playing field of uh no matter what we still have these we'll always have miami you know just like you know just like like he pants me in the terminal and just other funny moments like that where it's just like 
you know, yeah, there, there's a lot of, I get, there's a lot of fun memories. Um, I did, I wasn't too much into like, I didn't do a lot of appearances. Um, but, uh, I know that like my cast members, like, uh, like Paula and Johnny did a lot and Janelle did too. Um, so they were really busy with that, but it was fun just to do here and there. It's absurd to think the amount of money that you make just for showing up to a bar for one night. I just never felt comfortable. I was just like, like, who wants to see me? Well, not a lot of people obviously didn't, but like, <laughs> no one really did. Um, but like, it's still crazy to think about like in your young 20s to get paid that much money just to like show up and party. So that's why doing All Stars 2 is fun because the motivation for people being there is so different. It's not about being relevant to get appearances. It's, you're just there to like, I authentically speaking, have a, an adventure and you're not trying to get appearances. You're not, because everyone was back in the day on the real world, everyone was trying to get more, I guess, more famous than each other to get bookings. You know, you can ask Melinda, like her and Danny were booked every, like literally every weekend, like for years. Like a Jay-Z, Beyonce, like yeah. type dynamic of the like, real world speaking. And it's so weird because Key West and Austin were filmed in the same year. So we have a very interesting relationship with Austin, like Key West does. Um, and we didn't realize this until All Stars 2, when Nehemiah, Melinda, Janelle, and myself all sat down. And there was talk of like, you know, is there a lions? Is there not? And like, you'll see it unfold on the show. Um, and we started realizing that we had so much in common, but we were also very competitive. And we were like, we didn't trust each other. But we were just being kind of like, for no reason other than like old jealousies of being like, cause we were right after Austin, but like, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to describe, but like, it's just almost a sibling thing where you're like, mm, do I trust you? And like, I would look at Janelle and be like, do we trust them? And it's like, do I trust you even? Like, I don't know, <laughs> do I trust myself? You know, um, but like, it's very, you, you start looking back on like all those crazy, really, like do those alliances looking back, still mean something to this day like does someone really still have your back just because you are in the same season you may have different relationships with people moving forward mm -hmm. like i booked um there there was a i booked a photo shoot for this travel company in europe uh, for janelle Durrell, and casey cooper and myself and this was like 2006 2007 and Durrell had never i love the story for, about Durrell, by the way he was like, oh, I'm doing road rules. Like, I'm, he'd never left the country other than, like, Canada. And he gets Campus Crawl. So then he's like, all right. And then their big prize they won for Campus Crawl at the end of road rules was to go to Mexico. So he's like, okay, great. So he'd never been abroad. And so I was like, Janelle's like, yeah, I'm friends with Darrell. Like, he's a cool guy. I, like, asked him. I was like, all right, cool. And he ended up coming. And we ended up having a great time. So it was, like, a motley crew, like, Casey Cooper, myself. Uh, Darrell and Janelle and we just traveled around Europe and uh, we got paid to do it and just go to London Paris and everything and it was just you know it was really cool because he on All Stars 2 he pulled me aside and was like I just want to say thank you for like, uh, like getting me that gig and he's like I never left the country and I really wanted to go Europe and like he's been around the world and back again since but he was just like you didn't really know me and you took a chance on me so thank you and I was like well he's, Janelle you know said you were cool so it's like those relationships start to like 
affect how you play the game as the game unfolds in front of you. You're like, oh, well, I, I had this experience in Paris with Durrell, so, like, I'm going to vote you in. Or, you know what I'm saying? So you start, like, yeah. you know, like prioritizing certain things. But it's so funny to see how people do or don't. And their metric for doing it is wild. And that's why this season was so fun. Because, like, just when you think you know that there's, like, a certain equation of how people are going to do something, you're like, what? So that'll be really fun for you, the fans. It will keep you guys on your toes every episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait personally. You know what I mean? I don't think we've seen this kind of energy. It's like a kinetic energy with like yeah. the buzz and like the fans like leading up to it. We haven't felt that with the challenge, like regular show speaking, in a very long time. So now with this all-star thing coming into fruition, it's like a kinetic energy and a buzz amongst the community. And it's like a beautiful thing to see. You like myself, even like as cliche as it sounds. I get butterflies like leading up in the days to when the episodes are going to be premiering. And it's like really like almost like a taboo feeling, you know, like that I haven't felt as a fan in a really long time. Well, that's good to hear. Like I truthfully, like that's really wonderful to hear. And I will tell you, we do not disappoint. We do not disappoint this season. You guys are in, and I've been on a, like, I haven't done that many challenges, but like, I know good TV. There were certain moments that we were like, this show's going to win an Emmy. And then there were other moments where, like, I cannot believe I'm on the show. Like, it was such a wild ride. But at the end of the day, I'm so glad I was on there. And it was so perfectly cast. I can't even express. It was so perfectly cast. Like, it's, it was, it, the chemistry was insane. So as a fan, the, what you guys are going to experience is still so raw for all of us because we're still living it through. And so to think that it was our experience as a TV show is mind-blowing because I haven't been on TV in like 11 years. Yeah. So I just thought I, I did this show or I did this experience and it happened a certain way. And now to look back, it's like, oh, it's going to be presented on television for consumption is like, oh, shit. But like also, oh, shit. Like I, I, there's nothing to worry about. But I'm, I'm more excited to share it with people because there's so many funny things. And... Uh, some of the challenges we did were insane like especially for people our age like i was really proud of us um and then you go into the whole uh concept of like luck and chances in these things and some people got lucky some people got really good chances at things and just the way things shake down so uh i think with you know participating in these things you have to give yourself a break and also just like taking consideration things are going to go your way or not sometimes and you got to play the hand you're dealt if you will mm -hmm. well uh i appreciate you again taking the yeah. time out today we we went a marathon on this thing yeah but, uh, sorry about that well, it, no no I'm, gl I'm glad it was uh never a dull moment in this conversation i look forward to uh having this out there and uh you know yeah. tomorrow uh i hope to uh see a good show and i'm sure we will and i'm excited for you to uh have your little party you got going on. I'm sure you'll yeah. have fun there. And yes, uh, thank you again for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. You have a good one now and enjoy the show tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye.